Greetings, leaders. Thank you so much for joining us for the episode of Leadership Is Podcast. I am your host, Jason Muhammad, founder of JM Leadership Consulting. Today, we're going to talk about a uh, very trendy, talked about subject that is uh, diversity and inclusion. However, my subject matter is diverse inclusion and what is the difference and how it can be implemented in your agency, company, and organization. That is our subject matter for today. Thank you so much for joining the episode. Greetings, leaders. Thank you so much for joining us for the episode. Our subject matter is diverse inclusion. It is, of course, a wordplay on the the subject matter, the trendy, however, very serious uh, and important subject matter of diversity and inclusion, right? But we're calling it diverse inclusion. Why? Because there has to be something a little different here. Diversity and inclusion, number one, separates, you know, again, uh, diversity and inclusion, So it's putting some pinpoint on both of them, but it's not merging them really uh, successfully uh, as it relates to, um, you know, some of the statistics that are out there uh, merging the two together successfully. Okay, so first thing we want to talk about is what is diversity? Now, by definition, uh, diversity is or diverse is really the state of being different uh, and unlike. Right. The state of being different and unlike diverse is something that is it, it's different. It's not the same. Right. Um, so what does the word include mean? Include means to contain as a whole, to invite, to be a part of, you know, something else or to participate with. So if you're going to have something that's different, but you're inviting that thing to become a part of the whole, how do you do that successfully? There is a word that has actually been an example of what diverse inclusion is, how it has both been merged together. It's something different, but it's brought in to be a part of the whole. The word communication has two prefixes in it that actually uh, produces the word communication and, and is a perfect example of not of diversity and inclusion, but diverse inclusion, right? So if you look at the first prefix in the word communication, there is the prefix co, C-O. C-O means more than one. It means two or more, right? Co means to uh, be uh, found more than one or two or more. And then there is the word uh, uni or the prefix uni. Uni means one, Right. Like uh, in this prefix, like unicorn, uh, unicycle, right? Universe. It's a prefix that means one. So here is the word communication that brings two into oneness. So when you're having a communication with someone and someone is really not vibing or feeling or understanding what you're saying, you're not necessarily communicating, even though you may be talking, right? 
and the other person might even be listening or hearing you. But again, there's not communication happening if the person does not understand what you're saying or follow what you're saying. Remember, communication means to bring two into oneness. That's what communication is. And that's a perfect and true example of what diverse inclusion is. It's bringing two or more into oneness, see? And so there's three uh, things we want to look at here today. And how do you actually fuse those three things into becoming diverse inclusion? The first one is, of course, there's federal mandates that are regulated by the uh, EEOC or the um, uh, em- equal employment opportunities, right? And so what this does is that it make sure that there is freedom from discrimination in companies. So companies have to have competencies, right? And trainings and regulations, even should be a part of the KPIs even, um, that, that, that are mandated by the, the EEOC. Secondly, there is what is called affirmative action. Affirmative action is that which uh, uh, proactively uh, produces a, a, a hiring and promoting uh, of, of, of minorities, you know, women, people of color. Um, of course, there is uh, those who, who are, are not, not, not handicapped, but um, differently abled, right? And, and so um, then you have uh, what is called diversity and inclusion, which is how companies measure the acceptance of minorities, right? So again, here, here are the three different ones. There is the, the uh, Equal Employment Opportunity uh, Commission, which makes sure that there's freedom from discrimination. That's a federally mandated thing. Make sure that there's freedom from discrimination. Then number two, there's affirmative action, which proactively hires and promotes minorities. And then number three, there's diversity inclusion, which is how companies uh, measure uh, the acceptance of minorities. And so if you are able to successfully merge these three together, right, like the word communication, then you have not diversity and inclusion, but you have what is called diverse inclusion. Because, see, we have to look at the terminology, right? So the word inclusion, right, if you look at it just from itself of to contain as a whole, to invite, to be a part of something else or to participate with in geology, you know, the, the inclusion means it's a process of by which they date rocks, <laughs> right? It's a process by which they date rocks, which means that they find that there's a smaller rock that is um, uh, encased by a larger rock. And study has shown that the larger rock is actually younger than the older rock. So the older rock that is inside of the younger rock, that's called an inclusion, right? That's called an inclusion. But if you take a look at it, they're not the same. It's just included in the body mass uh, due to the fact of how it was formed and dated, right? Uh, Here's another part here. 
and so uh in some in some forms of uh in in some fields of study and in research as it relates to engineering right there's a in building in building material um there's a foreign particles that are found in certain building materials um that that the foreign particle that is found in these building materials is called a defect but it's also called an inclusion right it's an inclusion but it's called a defect and so you have to look at that right who 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 would who would want to be described as a defect as being part of an inclusion okay so again you so what you want to merge the three of the of the equal uh, employment opportunity, affirmative action, diversity, and inclusion. You want to merge them together successfully to be like the word communication, right? So if you're going to communicate diversity and inclusion, you have to merge those three together to become diverse inclusion. That is the communication that agencies, companies, and organizations should be having with their employees. Because listen, the price of not having, uh, you know, diverse inclusion competencies uh, in your in your agency, company, and organization is uh, found uh, from looking at Glassdoor and Gallup reports. They say that sixty seven percent of job seekers feel that a diverse workforce is as important a factor, is as an important factor in their decision to accept the job offer, right? They say, and yet, as Glassdoor also points out, 57% of current employees feel that their company should be doing more to foster diversity and inclusion, right? So that might be why this Gallup report found that 57, uh, 55% of millennial employees are not engaged in their work and 16% of are actively disengaged. So the Gallup report says this is not a good sign given that millennials are predicted to comprise three fourths of the workforce in the next 10 to 15 years. So what are you going to do about your diversity and inclusion, which should really be diverse inclusion? Right. What are you going to do about uh, this situation? How are you going to implement real change, real diverse and inclusion? It's not just about the acceptance of, you know, uh, someone uh, and their differences, but it's got to be more than that. Listen, we're going to take a short break and then when we come back, we're going to go. We're going to close this out. Thank you. Okay, leaders, thank you so much for joining us or rejoining us rather uh, as we conclude this episode of Leadership Is as we're discussing divine inclusion. So as we were talking about, you know, how you have to do more, right? Um, I have two parts and in each part, there are three, uh, you know, steps that you can do, right? Uh, to be more intentional about your diverse inclusion, or the fusion of diversity and inclusion, right? So the first part here is what is called pre-hire, right? In your pre-hire process, uh, what, what, what you know? So how? So how? You got to be intentional about who you're recruiting into your agency, company, and organization. You have to be intentional about that, right? So, um, what what system do you have in place uh, to recruit? 
uh, your your ideal candidate. And remember now, your ideal candidate should somewhat match uh, the 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 needs uh, of your ideal customer, right? Because remember, as I've once heard, you don't train up culture; you hire culture. And your KPIs and your mission statement and vision statement should be surrounding uh, retaining your ideal customer. So so that because, again, diversity and inclusion or diverse inclusion is not only something that should be um, regulated or mandated by EEOC competencies, you know, by more federally mandated by EEOC competencies, right? But it should also be something that you should expect your employees to actually practice as it relates to their communication, right? To your ideal customer, their communication through your product and your services uh, as well through your ideal customer and to the public uh, in general. And so you got to be intentional about who you're recruiting into your company uh, to be a representative of this these ideals, okay? So number two in, in, in the pre-hire part is... Uh, is your um your your um what is called interviewing process see so here's something right when you're interviewing and if you use this this right you're going to do two, one of two things you're going to raise the level of comfort or you're going to raise the level of discomfort uh for the the person that you're interviewing and you want to find that out right away as you're interviewing them because again uh, as Peter Drucker says, you know, uh, culture eats strategy for breakfast. So you want to be intentional about, you know, to end the, the interviewing process. So let's say, for instance, you have uh, uh, a, a, a lesbian uh, oriental uh, woman that's in there and, and a, 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 a transgender African-American. Right. You have uh, you can have, you know, um, a, a uh, you can have an elderly woman or an elderly man, or you can have a not handicapped, but a differently able or, or a, a differently challenged, you know, individual in there. Right. You have these different um minority or diverse differences in the interviewing process, right? You're going to raise or you're going to raise the level of comfort or you're going to raise the level of discomfort um, in the interviewing process. And you want to you want to be able to find that out right away, right? Because remember, you don't want to hire perfection. You want to hire potential because if the person has the, the potential that you're looking for, you can train up the rest. You can actually, you know, guide and, and lead, you know, the rest of what it is that you're needing, right? So the the first two steps in the pre-hire process is, you know, the recruiting process that you have, the interviewing process, and then, of course, the third is your onboarding process, right? So how do you onboard? Even with your onboarding and your training, you want to have facilitators who are facilitating this onboarding who are actually described as minority, but you want to have them as diverse as possible because, again, you want to continue raising the level of comfort or the level of discomfort in your potential employee so that you can actually see the quality 
of employee that you're actually inviting into your company to be a part of your culture. Okay, so that's the so the step one is the pre hire process. Okay, the step two is the after hire process, and 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 that is you know of course you want to uh, respect the individual for who they are. You want to respect the individual for who they are. The second part to this is uh, you know in the after hiring process is that you want to uh, make sure that you find and match. Uh, the individual with a common place within uh, w- with something that they have in common rather uh, within your company agency and organization but in, in, but at the same time is fulfilling a need that you have within your company agency and organization because keep in mind why do you want to find something that they would have in comfort in common number one you may have already raised their level of discomfort so now but you still accepted them and they may have some internal communication, but then they say, but they still accepted me into this agency, company, organization. Now they've put me in a place in this company where my strengths are valued, right? Uh, as part of uh, being, but I'm still an individual, but I'm now part of the whole. That's called, that's, that, that's the communication. That's the merger. That's the fusion of diverse or diversity and you're including that diversity into your company, agency, and organization, right? So that's the communication piece that you actually have done. You've communicated that, listen, I want this employee. I want you to be a part of my company. And I've done that uh, I've showed you uh, through the interview, through the recruiting, right, through the onboarding. Now I'm showing you through respecting you as an individual. I'm showing you by placing you somewhere as an individual, recognizing your individuality, but putting you in a in a place that you have in common in the agency, company, and organization that is reflective of your strengths, right? And then the third part of after you hire is you want to celebrate and measure. You want to celebrate the fact that this merger, this fusion, right, was successful. And then you also want to measure the impact of that successful merger and fusion within, you know, 30, 60 to 90 days. You want to measure. You want to measure it. After you celebrate it, you know, you want to measure it. Remember, all of these steps, right, the step one is the pre-hire, step two is the after-hire. All of these steps that we're mentioning, you, your company, agency, and organization should have uh, some systems in place by which you actually do this. And if you need help, you know, developing a system, I'm, I'm here for that as well. But you should have systems in place that, that implements, maintains, and measures um, all of these things that you're trying to put in place here, right? Because if you don't have a system in place, you'll be depending on the emotions of people and you'll be depending on the stamina of people. And of course, people's stamina can wear down and then it can bleed right into their emotions. And then all of a sudden here you have this disengagement because now people don't quit jobs, they quit bosses, 
Remember that. People don't quit jobs. They quit their bosses. They quit their toxic cultures in their agencies, companies, and organizations. So you have to be, as a leader, your role is be intentional about making sure that your company, agency, organization, or even department, right, your sector in the industry and agency is actually competent uh, 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 and thriving as it relates to uh, fusion, diversity, and inclusion, or making it a diverse inclusion uh, agency, company, and organization. Hey, thank you so much for listening. Greetings, leaders. Thank you so much for enjoying another episode of Leadership Is Podcast. We talked about diverse inclusion, which is another way of looking at diversity and inclusion. And we talked about three ways of how you can make your diverse inclusion intentional uh, in your company, agency, and organization. And the first way is to respect the individual. The second way is to find or match the common with the whole, which means, you know, be intentional about matching the individual as a part of your agency, company and organization based on their strengths and even their uh, differences as an individuality. Right. Uh, third thing is you want to celebrate and measure how that diverse inclusion is working and uh, making an impact in your company. Remember, um, I work with emerging leaders, high potential employees and students to develop and embrace a growth mindset for leadership. If you would like for me to do a presentation for your next event or keynote your next event, uh, please contact me at Jason at jmleadershipconsult.com or you can visit my website www.jmleadershipconsult.com and we will respond promptly and always remember leadership is influence and service please follow me on twitter at leadership jm or facebook and instagram jm leadership consulting take care <laughs>